We are YOD. I wonder how disappointed he is. Like, I got vaccinated to avoid this. Here it is. I can't play in at least the first two, maybe three games. And I still put something in my body. I have no idea what it's doing because I got it anyway. So what's in me? What is the long-term impact? Why did I do this? Welcome to the Wild D Podcast, where our primary goal is to keep you informed and to be your central point of contact for what's happening around us. And anytime we get a chance, we'd like to give you something to think about. If you're new to the show, we cover a wide range of topics from society to sobriety, from the culture to the vultures. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. In this episode, we touch on Chris Paul answering the NBA's health and safety protocol. And not to end on a sad note, hey, get excited. It's Juneteenth. How do you observe it? And what's going on with Wild Out Wednesday? Like I said, the vultures. Sticking to the good news theme, though, I have my friend Joe, as expected, to bring perspective. One, two, man, let's just go ahead and just dig right into it. <laughs> We can talk about Chris Paul and then we can take it a step further and then talk about talk about uh, Juneteenth because I'm okay with everybody celebrating. I think that that's important. That's fun. Um, but I, I see two things on Juneteenth, right? I see one, like, you know, I want you to have good, clean fun. I'm, I'm a, a big advocate for good, clean fun. And then I see another element of it where it's like last year, a lot of people, their first time ever finding out about Juneteenth, understanding what it was and what was going on with it, to now uh, to be a part of this so-called movement, I'm seeing uh, Wild Out Wednesday as a day of Juneteenth celebration leading up to Spirit Week, and it's where you're here natural, Black woman. I don't know if we hit the mark. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Do you know what, and you know, the sad part, fan that reminds me of Twerk on Washington. You remember that? Yeah. yeah. That we are so unchecked as a culture. We don't understand what you just said, which is how do I do this responsibly? How do I have a good time responsibly? How do I pay tribute, respect, and honor those that came before me responsibly? How do I be accountable for my behavior and what other people see? Because we really be living in this thought process that I'm going to do me. I don't care what nobody else thinks. And that is the dumbest to Joel. That's the dumbest thought process you can have. If I don't care what anybody else thinks, then how am I going to positively influence somebody? It doesn't totally make sense agree. to me. What ends up happening is like in corporate America, what we'll end up doing is running this game playing this game with ourselves where we got people that don't understand our culture that'll end up trying to communicate and say that hey this is we're doing this for you and you're not doing this for us you're doing this for yourself or to try to make yourself feel good so i see one thing for june juneteenth 2020 where they had like black mental health matters and that's a whole workshop right they have a uh, live workouts with personal trainers that obviously that's important Black Business Matters, right? Now, this is obviously the city of Detroit put this on. I guess that's a shout out to Joel. Shout out to shout out to Joel and his area. <laughs> yeah. um, but then you got co- corporate America, right? And then this is what they what they did. They uh, ended up 
saying that uh, Monday, Motivational Monday, you're going to start the week off with your favorite statement T-shirt for Juneteenth. And then on the 15th, you got a Taste of Soul Tuesday where you share your favorite soul food dish or recipe. Who are you sharing that with, by the way? Anyway, weird. Um, uh, Wild Out Wednesday, you're going to share your natural hair. So it's like a picture going around. This is what I look like natural. I mean, I mean, it's almost disrespectful to the women that and men that wear their hair naturally every day. Yeah. Um, Thankful Thursday, you share your favorite quote or poem from a black author, artist to tell us what it means to you. And then Fun Day Friday. So that's a rock your red, black and green. So while that may sound cool, and I guess it's more PG and corporate, uh, there's also an element to where I'm looking at it to where I'm like, okay, look, where where are we going to take this and really appreciate it beyond this whole spirit week theme? Maybe that that's something that we got to do to start off, and then we get into the real stuff later on. But it, to me, it still sounds like a joke. What are your thoughts? It, sadly, it it is, and I love our people. I love the culture that we came from and also the one that we had to create since we were kind of cut off from that original culture. And it's, it's no surprise that the culture that we have created is the most imitated culture on the planet. The challenge with that is, I personally believe that mental health in, in the black community as well as all other communities is a huge thing. And because we deal with these mental issues without getting the proper help, we don't understand that the things that we do, the behaviors as a result may not always be positive behaviors. So we basically what I'm saying is there's far too many times where we don't act the way we should be acting. Now that's a relative statement, but what I say that, what I mean is think about it. And, and we talked about it just a second ago, but there were literally people coming to the defense of the young woman who did the twerk on Washington dance. She had people that looked like her supporting and saying that the people that were quote unquote shaming her were wrong. Now, I'm not going to say anything about how the woman should dance, why she's dancing. But when I think about what we're trying to accomplish, because we're basically talking out of both sides of our mouth, we want this respect from these other folks. That's really what we're talking about at the end of the day. We want this respect. But then we do this, which those same people may not consider respectable. So what are we trying to accomplish? You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. If I'm, if, if I'm saying I want your respect, so I'm chasing it, but then I'm doing this knowing that you don't respect it, and then I get mad when you don't, now it's a bunch of weird confusion in there. My suggestion when I think about something like uh, the, the Spirit Week uh, for Juneteenth, if we're going to observe it, let's make the observation make sense. Number one, we need to just be able to go over the history of Juneteenth. That should be one of the days because there's going to be every year a new person gaining a new understanding of what actually happened, why it happened, how long this information took to pass from one ear to the next. That's where it needs to start. Let's give the foundation. We never have the foundational piece. We want to do the, the outward shows so people can see and associate us with something as opposed to something that's meaningful, tangible, and has a solid, firm foundation. So if somebody opposes it, the foundation is too strong for it to fall. Right now, 
that foundation isn't strong enough. If it starts to get a few cracks and then don't let some of the cracks come from the inside, because you know that's a potential too. We could be fighting against each other because some people like it, some people don't. How do we create a solid foundation? Well, we need to start with the facts. What actually happened? To the best of our knowledge, what happened? How did it happen? What have the lasting impacts been? Let's start there. I mean, wear your hair. What is it? Wild out Wednesdays? Wear your wild natural hair? Wear your natural hair. Show your that's, natural hair. Yeah, that's weird. That's, to me, that's weird. Um, and, and then I saw another one, and this one was in, I believe, North Indiana. So it looks like a lot of states are doing something similar. Just the days are something different. And, and theirs was Take Care Tuesday. So kind of like the self-care stuff. Now, that's great. But what happens is, just like with Black History Month, and I'm not going to go too far left here, we take that time to observe. And then when it's over, we stop. Taking care should not just be one day during one week in June. It should be an everyday process. We should be making sure we're taking care. And that goes beyond just hanging out with friends and having a good time laughing. Like mentally, am I solid in my sound? Emotionally, have I addressed things that need to be addressed to make sure that I'm balanced? Am, am I comfortable and confident in who I am? Do I have issues that I'm afraid to pull out because I don't want to have to deal with it? Well, let, let me ask you this, though. Like, so I think you're bringing up some really good points um, when you think about and this could be Juneteenth or this could be any celebration that you're going to really take some time out and spend some good quality time with the people that you love. Like if you had to sum that up, what does that look like for you? Any historical event or any type of just celebration for, for you and your loved ones? What, what's something that you want to get out of it? What are the main two to three things you want to pull out of that? So I'll give you a great one. I, I, let's use Christmas. Everybody can, can relate to the understanding of what Christmas is supposed to be. So there's the historical context and then there's the Joel context. So I'm glad you're asking this question because I think it's important to be able to separate. For me, I don't care anything about if this was when Jesus was born or not born. This is just another day to me. But what's beautiful about it is when you can do something for somebody else, whether it be giving a gift, helping, whatever it is that you do that makes somebody else's day better, their life easier. To me, that's kind of what Christmas is about. Being able to see my kids smiling and happy and enjoying this time, not just because they're getting gifts, but because of the family that's gotten together. We're all hanging out. We're having a good time. We're eating. It has nothing to do with a Santa Claus per se. Okay, Santa may come up in conversation, but everybody gets to that point where they're like, oh man, Santa ain't even real. And everybody's okay with that. So for me, it's, it's less about what I can get out of it and what I can give. And that's what I'm trying to put into my kids right now. I totally agree. I love that. And I'm going to tell you something that, that I've done, like for the past few years, I say for, for the past four, five, six years, we haven't celebrated Christmas in our household. And it's been, um, when I, and people hear that and they get taken aback, but I think the thought process for me is I learned a while ago that, you know, gifts really only last for that moment. Yep. Um, and what I like to do is we, we celebrate by spending some time together, but it's some time outside of our element. So I like to gift my family the gift of one, a vacation outside their element, but then two, the gift of anticipation. So coming up around July is when we start to really plan 
or whatever we're going to do during the holidays. And then everything leading up to that is this big trip. And by doing it that way, I give them a gift that lasts a whole lot longer than just that one day in the anticipation of sleeping up. It's like this whole week or this whole like week and a half, two weeks, we get to enjoy some time together. But five months ahead of that, is this gift of anticipation. What does this look like? What are we going to do? Oh man, I can't wait. Right. And I think that that's been something that's like pretty much a gift that keeps giving, giving them experiences. Yeah. I love that. That's a great, and see what, and I'm going to speak for you. So stop me if I'm wrong here as a father, I don't think there's a better feeling that you can receive than seeing your children anticipate something, knowing that daddy got something up his sleeve. I don't know what it's going to be, but when it finally happens, I just can't wait for that. Mo- and when it happens, the look on their face, I'll give you a great example. My daughter, she, she, she'll be five in August, but for her fourth birthday, she wanted one of the power wheel cars. Now she had no idea, you know, of course, as parents, we ask these things way out in advance, kind of test the water to see how they feel about it. Wanted her to get a little bit bigger and got it for her. And I had my camera rolling. I had her walk around the truck that was parked blocking her car and her expression when she got around that car that for me is what it's all about when in terms of those celebrations and that goes beyond just your children that's wives that's husbands that's grandparents parents cousins friends just being able to see somebody you haven't seen in a long time that look on people's face when you know there's in that moment true joy Joe, like I, I truly, that to me I is amazing tr- I truly agree. I mean, I believe 100% that that's the way to go because a little known fact about me is I'm a trash ass giver. Like I swear, <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not really good at, at giving gifts and, and it's not for the lack of thought. I think that um, if you are familiar with the, the term love language, my love mm-hmm. language is uh, gifts. I mean, that's, that's just me. Um, so I like to give on the back end of it, let me tell you what makes it trash. I have this back end feeling that something can happen. And I would hate to have, like, say I have a, for my anniversary, I would get something for my wife a month in advance and I have it and it's just sitting here and it's burning in my pocket, right? I have to <laughs> give it to her. So then I'm like, hey, look, the worst thing that could possibly happen is something unexpected and I die and you or morning my death and an anniversary comes and you never have this gift and you're like this dude sucks right so i'm like <laughs> okay let me just give it to you right then happy anniversary it's coming up you know like i just a month in advance that's how bad i am with it so in order to be able to solve for my weakness there <laughs> i just say hey look we're going to give you anticipation let's just go ahead and plan it out it's already there we know what we're going to do and and just seeing my kids' responses on that. I remember um, one time we went to uh, Cabo. We went to Cabo for, it was like, um, it was a special occasion. And we were talking about it for like three months because we had to go out and get passports. It was like, for my daughter, it's the first time out there. And um, she just laid in the middle of the living room, like when we started to pack. And she just like laid on her back and then started to just wig out and say, Cabo it's like that anticipation was so much we we weren't even about to get on the flight yet you know we were yeah. just packing for it and it was just like it was just too much joy 
Yeah. Um, it just it just took over, and that right there was worth more than the trip to Cabo for me. Mm. Yeah. So 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 I'm about to I'm about to do this. I, I love movies that have that twist at the end. Yeah. So let let's do this twist real quick. Let's twist it up. So everything that we're talking about right now, that anticipation specifically, that joy you see on somebody's face when that that anticipation is realized. Let's go back to Juneteenth for a minute. Why don't you think people anticipate the celebration of Juneteenth similar to how your daughter celebrated or showed, displayed this behavior of anticipation? Something that you said a minute ago, I believe is the reason. Well, I think for me, uh, one of it is we have no uh, understanding of what Juneteenth is and, and what happened, right? Um, uh, that led up to Juneteenth. And I think that because of that, uh, that people aren't as excited about it. Like for me, I put it on my calendar. Um, I put a slew of dates on my calendar at the beginning of the year. And this was one of those. It's like, okay, look, I'm not going to work. <laughs> um, it means a lot to me. I'm not going to out there i might be available if somebody needs me but uh please whatever you can do out of respect for me in this holiday right here um i don't need you to need me but that's just my thought process you tell me i love it i love that i i i agree here's what i'm going to say though too earlier you mentioned the challenge with giving gifts to children is that the joy lasts for how long five ten minutes yeah that's it (laughs) you get what i'm saying now let's correlate that to Take Care Tuesday or or the the one for Wednesday. I can't remember what it's called just that fast. I think Wild Out Wednesday or something. Wild Out Wednesday. So how long do you think I'm going to enjoy that? Yeah, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't know anybody that would enjoy, like, let me share my natural hair. Unless that's something that who you are, that, that has to go beyond that Wild Out Wednesday theme. Right. Right. And um, so the same thing with from a mental health standpoint, if we incorporate that into who we are, then you can talk about your journey. And that maybe there's something more about that theme. Um, I don't see that as far as a corporate America celebration. I look at that as a, uh, a people um, of ethnic background celebration. Right. So let's just say for for. Uh, those individuals out there to say, you know what, I used to press my hair, I used to wear my hair straight. And now I'm three years into my journey of my natural hair, I want you to see who I was at one point in time, when I didn't know exactly who I am. But now I'm embracing this. And then here's my long locks or um, showing my my lioness or hey, I like to wear the fro and I like to be natural. So now I'm going to share my journey. That's something that's a different conversation. But even in the sense, it's not any type of wilding out. Right. Like for you to be able to share your natural hair shouldn't be associated with wilding out. Yep. So that's my exact point to me. Wild out Wednesday, taco Tuesday. I'm being silly, but uh, <laughs> these dates, that's the equivalent to buying my four year old a stuffed animal for Christmas. You get where I'm going. And, and the get- thing about it is now you got to think in this scenario. Who's the four-year-old? Exactly. Exactly. So we're trying to appease ourselves with things that are fleeting. That's why there's no anticipation for these types of celebrations. Because once once I wore that red, black, and green t-shirt, 
and I start sweating a little bit and I got to go take a shower, I take it off. What does it mean? What did I accomplish? What did I do? How did I build? Just because I wore the shirt, that means I'm, you get what I'm saying? I think that's the challenge is that when I say that foundation has to be based on something bigger, stronger, more firm than just these outward displays, that's all it is. It's, it's giving my daughter a stuffed animal, getting her a brown Barbie doll. She's going to love it for the minute. Let me ask this question. And I, I feel like with Juneteenth, I, whoever, whatever way that you celebrate it, I applaud you um, as long as it's celebrated. I feel like that has to continue to be something that happens, not something that's swept under the rug. Um, I, I do feel like we need to step it up from something that's talked about to something that's acknowledged and acknowledged through pay, right? Um, because on 4th of July, there isn't a spirit week 4th of July. You're off. Nope. You spend that time with your family. People probably won't even be in the office, right? Um, Correct. So we have to get to that point. But if we had to think about just how it's something that's so temporary and related to today in that mindset, I'm looking at, I want to transition to the NBA, right? And I think about the NBA, I think about um, the recent news with Chris Paul, right? Um, and as it relates to him being fully vaccinated, um, pretty much at least my assumption is most of the NBA players have been, or at least uh, following the protocols. But however, uh, Chris Paul has tested positive for, for the virus and his, he may result in like losing some or missing some games is hopefully his team doesn't lose any games (laughs) because of it, but you never know what could possibly happen. And I think that that's part of, at least um, it goes back to something that, you know, I like to call black amnesia, right? It's like, we get so comfortable that we forget where we came from or what the situation was like, keep in mind, not too long ago, maybe like at this time last year, um, there was a bubble, (laughs) you know, at this time last year, there was a bubble in, but now at this time this year, in a situation where people are a little free um there are more individuals coming up to come into the games some games are are at max capacity yeah and um now you know he tested positive even though he's fully vaccinated it makes you think okay like did did you really catch that black amnesia chris paul or what could possibly be happening and how do we relate that to juneteenth to where whatever i saw with wild out wednesday never happens again going forward right? right so let's take it to to chris paul like what are your thoughts on what happened how it transpired um how it even escalated to that point to where he tested positive you know man i uh i, I feel so bad for him not just because he's this figurehead for for people who are trying to achieve some similar goals like he has but when I think about on a personal level, everything that he's had to overcome or fight back from, I'll say fight back from instead of overcome. Every time he's gotten into these deep runs like this, some crazy obscure circumstance, he gets hurt. His legacy is tarnished right now based on that. This year, he comes back again, does it again. He fights through an early shoulder injury in the first round of the playoffs. They wound up beating the Lakers. This next series, they came in, they swept, did what they were supposed to. Now they're about to play again, third round Western Conference Finals against either the Clippers or the Jazz, don't know yet. And he gets this test result. And my personal belief is 
I look at how people move on a consistent basis. And when I look at Chris Paul, he seems to me like he could kind of be a bit of a jerk, right? But he also seems like he doesn't cut corners in terms of trying to be the best at his craft. Someone who's not cutting corners is probably also not cutting those same corners in terms of the protocols. That would be my, that would be my estimation. But to your point, I don't know if there's some of that black amnesia. I don't know. What I will say is when I try to think like I'm Chris Paul, the level of disappointment that I have, I put this vaccine in my body. I don't know what it's going to do to me in the long run. And I still got this negative test anyway. Now, the first and foremost important thing is my, my health, that I'm okay. It appears that he has very, very minimal, if any, symptoms of the virus. He just tested positive, which means he could be asymptomatic or just have just a mild case of it. So it's not the health that he's concerned with anymore. Now it's, I can't even play these games. I feel fine. I tested, what in the world is going on? And I think like, different perspective, did I put all of my trust and hope that this was gonna do it? These folks told me I needed to do this to be able to get back to my normalcy. I did it. Did they lie? Should I be cautious now? So again, now thinking about that tie back to Juneteenth, if all we're doing to observe, and I, I think I like the word observe a little bit more than celebrate Juneteenth. I like that. The next, the next time we're observing this, did, did, we, did we really accomplish anything? Dang, we're trying to get to this level of equity in this country. Did we achieve any of that? Or, or did I just put all this in me and it's not doing anything to make me better. As a matter of fact, it could be making me worse because of interactions or whatever the case may be. So it's, it's, for me, it's very interesting trying to look at it. But yes, I, I agree that when I think about Juneteenth and what could happen, you know, the potential, the beauty in it versus what it appears to be for a lot of people in terms of their real direct connection to the historical context. And I feel like everybody has or does what they do for a specific reason. So let's just say, for example, um, I'm going to bring in the, the idea of just, just vaccination overall. Right. So uh, I'm not vaccinated. Uh, Joe, you don't have to share if you are or not. I, me personally, I just I'm OK with it. I'm an anti-vaxxer. And I think the reason why is because uh, typically in modern day medicine or at least uh, Western medicine, uh, you could be in a situation where some some of the medicine they give you may uh, solve one symptom and then give you another, right? Yes. And, and that's just that's just my thought process. But um, until you show me something different, then <laughs> I'm gonna keep thinking like that. Uh, yeah. So from from that standpoint, I, if you did get it, then I'm, I'm not taking anything away because everybody has their reasons. I think that that's my reason because I came from a, a natural path coming right. up, and I think that that's right. helped me. Um, but so, I like, well, go ahead. So I, I just want to jump in there because I think that's important. It's a great call out. And, and like similar to you, man, I'm not going to lie. I did not get it. And I have no intentions of getting it. The only way I would get it is if they made it mandatory to travel. And even then, now that my, I, we already took one of our bigger trips for the year where we had to fly. Outside of that, I can drive to where I need to drive to. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So for me, it's, it's a very similar mindset. And I look at it this way. I've never even had a flu shot. Much props to you. 
Yeah. Never even had, as a child, I never had a flu shot. And it initially it started as I got older. The reason I wouldn't do it is because I was like, well, Hey, look at the Tuskegee experiments. We've been, we've been test dummies and subjects of these tests for years and not just black people, just people in general have been tests subjects for years. And the point you made is so phenomenal. You listen to these commercials where they're telling you about this medication. And at the very end, we all know what happens. The fast voice dude comes on and gives you all the potential side effects. And it's like, why in the world would I take the chance? Man, listen, they're they're out there giving, I don't eat fast food. That's just my personal preference. Like I said, I'm a little different. Um, But uh, if, if there are fast food restaurants out there, they're pretty much handing out the vaccine, then, then I'm not going to put that as part of my, my process. Now that is a joke, but if you can just pull up at a Kroger or your, your local yeah. um, grocery store and then get it. And I just think about the individuals that are working there, not to take anything away from them. But if I don't have to sit up in an appointment and I pay insurance, I pay health insurance, I got life insurance, I pay all of these premiums, but the place where it's going to give me a vaccine for something that pretty much shut down the whole world. You don't have to, I don't have to pay a premium for, yeah, and it makes man. me think of <laughs> Yeah, No, that's a great call out. It, it makes me balls. think about it. Right. So, um, so from that standpoint, I think about that and then I think about, okay, you got the, the June team situation, you got um, Chris Paul and I, I'm just looking at these correlations to where Chris Paul is in a position not of just leadership on his team, leadership of the NBA Player Association. He's the Correct. president of that, right? And people follow his lead. Now, yes. for individuals following his lead and and him to show up as one of those individuals that tested positive at in this critical stage of the NBA season, mm-hmm. that makes me think even more. And, and as businesses are opening up, as people are saying, hey, you know, I want to go out there and observe or celebrate. I want to get back to the, the office and locations. I'm just thinking about that from the perspective of going back to what you said, Tuskegee experiment, or why in this world, like half of the virus testing that they do or vaccination testing that they do is in Africa for whatever reason, Um it makes me think about some of these things and that's all I'm here to do. I just want to challenge your thought process and how you think about some of these things, because I mean, just to be honest, I I watch very carefully what I put in my body. So if you can't tell me what the side effects are, or you give me the numbers and the data, and we know that numbers tell a story, but you pick the numbers that tell whatever story you want to tell. Facts. I'm going to have to sit this one out, right? And then it makes me question Chris Paul or the NBA Player Association or the National Basketball Association or whatever protocols they have going on that put people in a situation where the president of that association tested positive for this for this virus that's killed so many people. Yeah. Man, that's a that is a spicy take right there. Um you know, and the and the, the sucky part is because, like I said earlier, I want to I want to give benefit of the doubt to a Chris Paul type because um, coming up trying to chase the basketball dream, I understand his position because I, I may be a little taller than Chris. I maybe about six one ish, you know, 
we're, we're close enough in height to where I understand that the pool of talent that fits into our size group is massive. There are millions of dudes my height that can hoop. But what separates you? There has to be something that separates you. And he separated himself. Not only did he separate himself, but he's thrived. He has become a household name. You don't do that by getting out there going halfway. He is all in invested in his career. So it makes me ask the same question. Like, did he just say, you know, I'm a, I'm gonna get out here and just, you know, pretend like everything's all good since I got this vaccine, or am I still going to be careful because now, especially it's not the time for some crazy circumstance. If I can avoid it, I'm gonna try to avoid it. I can't speak for that, but I did hear, I was listening to Matt Barnes talk on the show, the jump. And he was saying that he talked to Chris Paul the morning that the, the uh, positive test results came out. And he said, when he talked to him, he said his energy was gone. He sounded so depressed, so sad. And he said, Maddie, all I do is go to practice, go to the games and come home. That's all I do. I don't know how this happened. And when I heard that, I'm, that's what I keep going back to. I want to give the benefit of the doubt and say, it was some random occurrence. Maybe it's the fact that it was a fan in the stands yelling. Maybe they were a little too close. You don't know. Maybe as they're walking out the tunnel, somebody was yelling and a little spit came out. We don't know how it happened, but it did. And the fact that we can't speak to how and why, it makes there be, it makes there, it makes room for way too many questions and way too many interpretations of what could have been the case. And you're right, being a figurehead of that players association it's a really bad look and, and to your point like i do feel like if you're at that level you're going to do everything within your power mostly i guess you yes. say let's say let's let's be honest and there's a couple of knuckleheads on every team right so let's just yeah. say 90 percent of the players are going to do the right thing uh most of the time in this situation what i'm trying to say is i just want to give you something that tools to think based off of the facts the facts right. is uh, the NBA um, played in a bubble last year, right? right? And there were certain people that would do certain things and sneak people into their rooms. Right. <laughs> and then they had to sit out. They actually got sent home out of the bubble, right? Just from yes. the safety protocol. Yep. Um, now, I understand that this is a business. I understand they wanted to bring fans in um, for that experience. And, and actually, they've been playing in different types of arenas. That's awesome. I get that. But I also get the fact that he was fully vaccinated and at the biggest stage or he's about to approach because it looks like with the injuries going on on the Clippers side, with the injuries going on on the Utah Jazz side with Donovan Mitchell kind of being hobbled, still playing good, but being hobbled, that the Phoenix Suns could be a sure bet to represent the Western Conference in the NBA Finals. But all of those things being almost pretty much a sure bet for his first ever NBA Finals and him doing everything right. He is now in this position. I personally am just saying that to back in my decision of if I'm going to do everything right, Mm -hmm. I don't need to put this thing in my body that I don't even know what it is. Right. If I'm going to get it anyway, I'm doing everything right. I'd rather take my chances and not worry about, you know, losing a a big toe in five years because (laughs) you never, (laughs) because of whatever, you know, just to be dramatic. But from that standpoint, just something to think about because um, going back to the black amnesia, like, okay, like we know what Juneteenth is for. Right. 
and, and certain things may come up, but here's a way with Wild Out Wednesday or this being like a little joke and you wear your red, black, and green or whatever, all of these things that they try to slide in is a way to make you forget what happened yeah. last year about this bubble and this safety protocol. We cannot come out of that. And I just want this to serve as a reminder to everybody, this thing is still real. Yes. You can still get it and it can still impact big decisions in your life. And in Chris Paul's situation, hopefully he's still able to represent his team in the Western conference conference finals, put up a good fight. You know, it'd be great, a great story for him to go to the NBA finals and represent the Western conference. Um, but in this situation for somebody that's done everything right and actually been a stand up person from the NBA players association standpoint, we can't deny the fact that there was some type of wooing in a situation if he ended up going around this journey and then still contracting the virus. I love what you just did there. That is so important for people to understand that piece. I'm going to say it a little bit different. The black amnesia for me is, and, and I want to be clear and, and put this out there as a disclaimer. It's not my job to tell somebody what they should or shouldn't do. Just like with voting, it's not my job to tell you you should or shouldn't vote. You do what you feel is best for you in your situation. And that's the end of it. There's no discussion, no conversation. Your choice is your choice. Where I have the issue is we've seen what's happened time and time again. If I'm putting my faith in something, is going to be me because I know exactly what I'm on. I can't put my faith and hope in something else where I don't know what somebody stands to gain from it. That's the critical element. I don't know what you stand to gain from this. So why am I going to put all my hope and faith that is going to be the best for me when you could be potentially gaining something from it? The facts are the, the, all the trials, all the testing, the approvals of the vaccines were done in less than a year. That's unprecedented. There's no way you can guarantee that there's not going to be negative impacts along the line somewhere. Now, in the case uh, here recently, they're finding that men, uh, specifically 30 and under, uh, and, and it's not a large size, it was about 200, 205 uh, cases of myo chondritis, I believe is what it is, which is basically just an enlarged heart, which for a lot of them, it went away naturally on its own. Some of them had to take anti-inflammatories over the counters like an ibuprofen just to deal with the inflammation and get back to normal. But that's actually happening to people as a result. So again, 200 is a very, very small number based on how many people have received the vaccine. But the point is, you don't know what you don't know. And anytime money is involved in anything and you don't know what's, what, what somebody's stake in something is, you can't trust that they're going to do the right things for you. Uh, let's, let's, let's keep on this topic of amnesia because um, I'm a big fan of uh, Dr. Sabi. Yes. Rest in peace. Uh, yep. Sabi lives forever. Um, uh, that didn't make sense, but you kind of get where I'm going. Right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna live forever. Um, and, and in the same in the same vein, when you have um, uh, natural remedies for certain things, I remember there's a case this guy actually beat um, 
and actually represented to where he said that, you know, he, he had the cure for HIV and AIDS and, and it was actually through what you eat and uh, just natural, natural foods, plant-based yep. foods. And he took them all the way to trial uh, from that standpoint. Um, and, and even to this day, I don't even think there's a cure for it. Now there's a cure to where it doesn't show up <laughs> in your, in your test. Um right. Not a cure, but I guess uh, some medicine to where it doesn't show up in your test. But I don't think that there's a cure for it. And why is that? Because it couldn't be monetized if yes. you just eat healthy. So from that yeah. standpoint, um, there was a fine way or a really cool way to get this vaccine out to where it's like, okay, yeah, hey, everybody, you don't have to pay for it. And that sounds cool, but we're not going to act like all of these companies in the stock market their stock didn't go up. Right. <laughs> All right. So, True. so, so somebody is getting paid for this. Yeah. Um, even if you didn't have to pay for it. And I think that that's the truth. Yeah. Um, the amnesia is, is from the standpoint that, Hey, this was, um, Dr. Sabi pretty much came out with this. Yeah. Who is this guy? And then look at the studies and show that he can, he can cure this thing. And then, uh, you know, that's well, know what happened in that story. Right. So let's 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 dig into that real quick just for a second. Anytime somebody does something that opposes a, a powerful source, that powerful source or system, that source or system is going to do its best to discredit. Number one, they're going to make you look like a crazy kook. They're going to do all this to discredit everything that you're doing. So, yes, you're right. It went to court, went to trial. The outcome of that trial is the most telling thing ever. They had to settle. Yeah. He was paid a settlement. And basically, the way I look at it, it was for defamation. He did not lie. The facts were there. The evidence was there. Everything to prove that I don't need this to make me whole was right there but it did not fit the narrative. So you don't hear about it uh, for a minute. A lot of the Dr. Sabi content on, on like YouTube and other platforms was starting to get real difficult to find. Mm -hmm. They shut it down for a little bit. Yes. <laughs> no surprise. No surprise. And, and like you, similarly, I, I, I have dietary restrictions. Uh, I, I borrowed that term from you, dear sir. Uh, but I have <laughs> dietary restrictions and not only that, but I am, I exercise four to four to six times a week. My concern is not that I'm out here with all the muscles flexing. So all the girls like me, I already got a wife, so I'm good there. I do it because I understand a lot of the stuff that happens negatively to us is because we don't take the necessary precautions. And then we forget what happened. So again, going back to that amnesia, I'm watching these guys. I'm watching a, a LeBron James at 36, 37 years old, fly up and down the court like he's 25. How is that? He's doing the right things. So why in the world would others not mimic what he's doing? I'm looking at the Juneteenth celebrations, observations that are out there, and I'm like, why are we still doing this just like we would do any other celebration where we just want to have a good time? It's the same thing. So, so again, going back to your amnesia point, I think it's critical that we pay attention to that. What are we doing? Why are we doing it? 
And then if we can make sure that whatever it is we're doing, if we're convicted in our hearts by what we're doing, that we've got this firm foundation in place that cannot be shaken by somebody else's uh, disagreement, somebody else's desire to do something else, somebody else wanting to be able to monetize and what I'm doing being a potential negative impact to that. Whatever it is, my foundation needs to be strong. And right now, I don't see that consistently from us. You have pockets where people are trying to do the right things. And I, I'm looking forward to and excited when more of those pockets start to connect. And, and maybe something we can talk about on another day is like fraternities, for instance. To me, I get what they're for. I get that there's these things that they do to, to help in certain areas in the community. But realistically, let's call it what it is. It's a way for me to separate myself from you. I'm this. This is how I represent. This is what defines me. You ain't this. Well, you can't be, you can't gain access to this, these things because you're not this. I hate that. Well, and, 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 you know, I do want to be able to like, just give a shout out to, to my people uh, in the France, because I'm at one point in time, I was going to do it. And then I'm going to be honest with you. True story. Somebody looked at me and said, look, are you willing to suffer? And I'm like, man, what type of suffering you talking about, man? I've been suffering my whole life. Right. <laughs> so, so, you know, like to my brothers out there, man, shout out to my sisters out there. Shout out. Y'all look really good doing what you're doing. Um, not to take anything away from it. I think there is a, and I, I do feel, believe that for the most part, what I have been seeing is a, a unity amongst those different uh, fraternities or sororities uh, from an HBCU standpoint. I, I can tell you that I have seen that it hasn't been too too much problems, but uh, from a separation, I mean everybody has their own cliques, Joe. Right? You, I hope you hopefully you don't disagree with that. Right? No, I can't. I can't at all. And, and and I again to be very specific with what I'm saying and why I'm saying it. This is based off of my experience. Yeah. The people that I know personally that were were in and no longer associate with or are still in still associate with. I noticed some pretty consistent things with those folks. And when I would talk to them about them, came came to be that the things that I was thinking, I wasn't far off. So this is gotcha. only my experience, you know, like anything else, one bad apple, of course, but you know, the rule of psychology is what? You can't go with the exception. You have to go with the rule. Yeah. And mine, I'm talking about what potentially could just be exceptions. So this isn't to, to demonize all, but, I just don't like the concept of this because when I've seen the behaviors, this is what they're doing and this is why they're doing it. But of course, that doesn't mean everybody. Yeah. So, so good call out. Yeah, no, 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 no. But I think that that's actually a really good point too, because um, it, it makes it easier for me to put a label on it if it's done and I see it from a certain group within a group, right? Um, I, I could tell you that um, in certain circles that I've ran, ran in, um, there's been a bad apple, right? And then you kind of like <laughs> got to get away. You know what I mean? Yep. So like, oh, I, yeah. I, that's, I want to be realistic with that. And I do feel like there are some good people. I've met some great people along the way that um, business partners, um, just colleagues, associates, I think there's some great people along the way. And I don't want to discredit those great people. But for the individuals that made my man Joel feel the way that he feels, 
No shame on you. <laughs> Absolutely. Get yourself together. <laughs> All right. So I, now I can definitely ride with that. But um, I mean, overall, I feel like this was a great conversation. Joel, yeah. I do want to give you the opportunity to, to just uh, pretty much uh, put a cap on it. Right. So if you had to think about like what we talked about today, we talked about a few things. We talked mm-hmm. about western medicine (laughs) and the lack thereof um we also (laughs) talked about uh juneteenth and we talked about the spirit week associated with it or the lack thereof and then we also talked about um chris paul and uh the unfortunate news of him uh testing positive and and amnesia associated with it so if you had to just put a cap on every day well on this discussion for today um i'm gonna give you the opportunity to do that please Sure. So I'm going to try to sum this up pretty quickly. Uh, Number one, foundation is critical. That's within yourself, within any groups you participate with, any movement you're a part of. Foundation needs to be the most important building block to whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. When it comes to the personal, the individual, who you want to be, what you want to become, I'm not going to go too far on this diatribe, but I got to say this. If you put yourself in a position to be successful, it should not take a whole lot of outside influence. If I want to be healthy, I have to eat a certain way. I have to exercise. I have to rest. I have to drink water. I have to do those things. I can't just depend on looking at these cool images of other people's doing the right things. I have to actually do the work. When it comes to Chris Paul, when it comes to COVID, when it comes to the bubble, when it comes to everything that we're seeing right now, don't forget that this thing is real. And a lot of people have lost their lives. I've lost people close to me. And I understand the pain that these people are feeling as a result. Social responsibility is at the epitome of getting past this virus, my opinion. I've not been vaccinated. I've tested several times and have been negative every time. And what I'm going to tell you is I still wear my mask. I still observe six feet of distance. I still wash my hands frequently. I still do all the things to make sure I'm being responsible for my neighbor. I can't worry about what my neighbor's doing. I have to do this. Juneteenth, I can't necessarily worry about what everybody else is doing. I have to worry about what I'm doing for myself and then for the people that are in my circle of influence. When it comes to Western medicine and and the money-making machine that uh, pharmaceuticals are in this country, I have to do the best things for me and my family. So I'm going to leave it right there. What a beautiful way to sum it up. And if you can appreciate anything... You can appreciate perspective. Till next time, Wild Deep Podcast.